Hey, Internet. Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. Every week, I dive into who people really are, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. We are here, as always, with Sarah and Sarah. Hello. Sarah what a what a weird day it was today did you know that you Sarah McClellan was nominated for wait for it best comedian holy cow really (laughs) me yeah you I got nominated for best comedian in the coast best of in 2021 best of 2021 what the heck how wild we didn't even ask for that no one asked for that no one (laughs) no one no one asked for this including me (laughs) but you want to know what here we are so should i i mean i guess this is very strange and it's very weird and unexpected um but maybe since i'm nominated i should like tell people why they should vote for me you know, just because it's such an honor you to be should, nominated. Yeah, you probably should. It would be the right thing to do. And like, I, I, I don't want those people who nominate me to think that I don't care about this. I really care about this. You tell them, girl. This is such an honor. Um, oh my goodness gracious best comedian but of all the comedians in Halifax you guys nominated me I can't say thank you enough for this honor because truly doing comedy is a lot of work and you know I've done quite frankly a lot um, in the one year that I've been uh, doing this you know you know I'm only uh, under a hundred sets in but I got nominated for Best Comedian. I mean, when I did my first club guest spot, I had material so dirty that I had to be brought up to the song Super Freak to prep the audience for what they were about to hear. You know, Best Comedian, I can't believe it. Vote for me, truly vote for me. Even though I get so nervous that I can't even bring a drink up on stage. Even though one time I delivered a joke that didn't land, and I apologized to the crowd. Vote for me for best comedian, you know? I still have that joke about cum that I'm trying to make work over a year later. It's still not working, but vote for me for best comedian. You know, I might, I might open every single set with how we doing tonight, but vote for me for best comedian. You know, I've, I've done a lot of sets in my time. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm under a hundred sets in a, in a year of doing comedy and I still just ask questions as crowd work, but vote for me for best comedian. You know, when friends come to see my show, a frequent compliment that I get afterwards is that was better than expected. Vote for me for best comedian. You know, I've only been given the bullet 
once in my stand-up journey and it didn't go well, but vote for me for best comedian. <laughs> and honestly, my comedy colleagues probably want me to get another kind of bullet when they're listening to my sets, but vote for me for best comedian. You know, I tend to notice that the host always does material after my set, and I always take that as a compliment. Vote for me for best comedian. And you wanna know what, Sarah? I don't think my opponents stand a chance. Hell no. Truly, do you wanna hear who I'm up against? Please tell me. Okay, well, first of all, Brandon Michael, a hard-working comic in this scene who's produced many, many shows at various venues in his time doing comedy, has also a very unique comedic voice and style. But you want to know what? I've done, I've put, I put on like like three comedy shows. I've done three comedy shows. And, and there was one where um, I, I don't think the people knew who I was, but you should vote for me. For, for best comedian. You know, Brandon has a unique style and, and I mean, I just have sex jokes. Vote for me for best comedian. There's also Brandon MacArthur, who I actually haven't seen do comedy, but I've heard great things about Brandon MacArthur. Though I have heard rumors that it might be a stage name for one Durham Laporte. Apparently Brandon MacArthur and Brandon Michael, they're doing a lot for the comedy scene here. They recently got some media coverage but you want to know what? I got some media coverage, too, that I asked for because I reached out and told them to write about me. But vote for me for Best Comedian. And then there's Travis Lindsay. <sighs> this guy. I don't know who he thinks he is getting nominated in this category. He's only done just for laughs. He's only recorded two comedy albums. He's only worked for over a decade in stand-up. And I guess, like, some people think he's prolific or something. I mean, he's truly just a comic that like everybody wants his approval and his validation and his joke writing ability, but you should vote for me for best comedian. Then we have Hello City, which is multiple people got nominated. This is a this is an improv comedy troupe who I have never heard one bad thing about. They've only come highly recommended by everyone who has seen them. It's actually insanely frustrating how unproblematic these sweethearts seem to be. I actually really regret having never seen a show and should probably do that soon, but vote for me for Best Comedian. And then, and then, Alicia McCarvel, this bitch coming up in here with a mere three million followers on TikTok who she's worked hard to gain and engage with. You know, I'm not doing too bad myself. I got 43.5 thousand, you know, because of a viral TikTok that I made with a comedian friend who had the main punchline in the viral TikTok that made it funny, that made it go viral. But you wanna know what? That's something, you know? Alicia is someone who is so entertaining on TikTok and she is someone who people love and relate to so much that if she told them to drink a glass of their own piss, they would do it but vote for me for best comedian. So guys, when you're voting for the best comedian in Halifax, Nova Scotia, pick the woman with hot takes on cum and vote for me for best comedian. You have a really good president of the United States. <laughs> My God, thank you so much. You know, first best of in the coast, and then you're going to move on to President of the United States. I mean, quite frankly, guys, 
let's be serious here. We all know Alicia is going to sweep the competition. And we, we know she's going to win. We know she's going to win. But my God, what an honor. What? To be nominated. An honor. And so proud of you. So many different types of comedy in this category. Um, so guys, hey, hey, thank you for nominating me. I truly was not expecting it. Like, not even a little bit. Really? Like, I truly couldn't stop I laughing. <laughs> I truly couldn't stop laughing when I saw it. Because, um, as Sarah knows, I've been in a slump with stand-up. And I have been dramatic sad girl about stand-up for a while. I wouldn't say you're dramatic sad girl. But I'd say, like, you're pretty sad, though. <laughs> <laughs> not dramatic, though. Just very no, no, sad. Just very sad. It's fine. So it's really funny. Uh, was not expecting that. Never rallied for votes. You know, in Toxic, I didn't get nominated, but that's okay. We're going to sweep this. Uh, we're going to sweep this this category. We're going we're to get first place. I really feel that you're going to win. Yeah. After I feel those like pitches, there's no way you can't Who win. Who can turn down that pitch? Right? So good. So good. But we're back. We're back with another episode, and um, we do actually, this is going to be a bit longer of an intro now, we do have a voicemail, and we have a voicemail from a local comedian, Mr. Jim Temple. Woohoo! So are we ready to hear Jim Temple's voicemail? Let's do this. Hey, Sarah. Uh, big fan of the podcast. Uh, I, I had a question for you. Uh, long time was I had a question for you. Uh, my apartment... It's so hot in the summer, you know, it just, it, it, it's, it's very wood based. Um, and you know, I, I'm just wondering because, you know, if I install AC, is it going to be worth it economically for the rest of the year? Uh, you know, so I'm just wondering, um, does size matter? Wow. Thank you so much, Jim. That's a hard hitting question. I feel like we have a lot to say on this subject. Yeah. We have a lot to say about about the subject of size, truly. And in regards to your wood-based apartment, your wood-based hot and steamy apartment, um, you know, there's, I would say, advantages to various sizes, wouldn't you say? I think that size doesn't matter. It's how you use it. Ooh, that is true. There's things to consider, though. Like, if it's really, really, really hot, you probably want a big one, you know, to cover, like, more ground. Uh, and in terms of how you use it, Sarah, you got to put it in the right place. Got to be careful, though, because if it's too large, it might not fit. That's true. You might run into some issues stuffing it in where you need it to go. I mean, with a small one, you know, it, it might be easier to get in there and it may not use as much energy to get it working. But I got to say, these things can be expensive. These things can be very expensive. So if you are on a budget, Jim, uh, and he's a comedian, so I can only assume he is on a budget. You might be able to find a good used one on the street. So that's my response to Mr. Jim Temple. Fair. I. Yep. <laughs> So look at that, you guys. Jim Temple sent in a voicemail. Jim Temple, comedian. Let's plug him because he deserves a... Yeah, he deserves a good plug. He <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he does deserve a good plug. Um, so Jim is on Instagram at Jimmer98. You should, uh, you should follow Jim You Temple. should follow him. 
He is an awesome comedian here in Hallbacks. Do you know who actually doesn't let size get to her? Who? Our guest. Our guest this week. What? Yes. So we have an amazing guest this week. I absolutely love this lady. She is a big personality gal, just like myself. Um, This week's guest is Miss Harley Pie. Woo woo. And you are here for this recording. This was a really fun one. It was really fun. She's such a sweet and smart person. We love Harley. So Harley is a body positivity and sexuality advocate. When I remember when we were talking to her to get her on the show, she was like, I don't really know what I am. And then I I made her own being an advocate because she's so knowledgeable on like just the subjects of like body positivity and like sexuality and self-love and like all of that stuff. She's just... She's just a smart ass woman. She really is. She's she's smart and she's also really inspiring too. Smart and inspiring because she you got you guys newsflash. We have a happy guest this week. <laughs> <laughs> she is truly like a very happy positive person. Like she seems to just have a positive spin on everything. And we did talk a lot about um, oversharing in this episode. We touched on that because we are both big oversharers. We talked about the concept of just like dating yourself. So like one, one of my favorite things that she talked about in this episode was the idea of giving yourself the love language that you want. Like in other words, your love language, whatever that is, give that to yourself which I find amazing. I have that written down as a quote. Right? Side note, by the way. Yes. <laughs> she also had some great like insights into like femininity and just like the, the body positivity side of things. She is, I love Harley. We love, we She's are a team badass Harley. badass bitch. Yeah, Harley's amazing. You guys are going to love this one. If you enjoy the episode and you want to follow Harley, you can check her out on Instagram at Harley Pie. That is her username. And guys, hey, follow uh, Intoxicated on socials as well. Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast. Do make sure to check out the video episodes on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a goddamn review. We need reviews. Um, That wasn't so bad, what I just sang just then. That was so good. I know. You deserve a record deal. It's almost like I deserve to be voted best comedian in the coast. Best comedian in the coast and also a record deal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe. Leave us a review. And uh, you can send your voicemails and questions into us as well. There's links below to do that. But guys, this has been a monster of an intro. Let's just get to it. Enjoy this week's episode with Harley Pie. very much like no this is not an activity it's years in event planning too so like, oh ev- i didn't know you did that event planning is one of the most stressful jobs yeah it is because you are like you are a jack of all trades you are everything in one person mm-hmm. and on the day of an event you will have like all these things coming at you all these logistics coming at you and your brain has to just like instantly prioritize things and so, like, when I'm in that mode of, like, there's a lot going on, I get so just, like, that's done. Put it aside. Like, I, like, almost bitchy about it. So. Well, bitchy. It's or- my Capricorn midheaven, okay? <laughs> I blame that. I'm a born leader. I love when somebody's, like, it's my asparagus in the moon. Like, it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. The moon makes you very emotional, okay? 
<laughs> now don't get me wrong i'm an astral ast- astrology I mean, it would be if I could say astrological. It. That's I'm an, a word. I'm an well, yeah, it is. But I was gonna say astrological bitch, and then it just happened to like not fall out of my face. So let's try it again. I'm an astrological bitch. Yeah. Um, I love ast- astrology. It's What's your so sign? much fun. I oh, oh, oh bitch. Uh, Wait, no. <laughs> oh God, I don't even. I see, I don't know you well enough to know. I know. Tell me what it is. No. Very cute though. I really appreciate those interpretations though. No, no, you're getting closer though. <laughs> getting closer though. Getting closer? Yeah. Water sign. Okay. Yeah. You're Gemini. Yeah. So like one of the most hated signs in the world. Uh some of my favorite people though. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We real. But um yeah, for sure. We are not one of the most liked uh Why is signs. that? What's the hate with Gemini? Well, it's that we're two faced. It's this whole duality thing that we have rocking on and people don't know to trust us. Surprise, bitch. I'm cool as fuck. I would argue and say that Scorpio is also extremely hated as well. A hundred percent. And I'm actually like seeing a Scorpio right now. Ooh. And so it's spicy, bitch. Ooh, it's spicy. I love a Scorpio oh. because they're the only sign that's a little more dramatic and emotional than me, who is a Pisces. <laughs> True. My best friend Scorpio. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like here's the thing, and I would, I'm, I'm gonna be reaching out to a TikTok astrology person to come I love on, that. um, because. It's uh, it's funny to me when people are so wildly against astrology, like, why and do then you hate it? and like, then why? you go and then you go, okay, but if it's not real, like Scott McLean is a Scorpio. Yeah. If if astrology is not real, Scott McLean is a Scorpio. Like, just look at that. He's a comedian in the scene. He's very like hot headed. He's very, like, he is just a Scorpio. Okay. He's the definition of a score. And it's just like, I just, uh, I just find it funny because it's like, really what astrology is, is just like getting to know your personality. Mm-hmm. I don't find anything wrong with that at all. And I think people who are threatened by it just don't know themselves that well. Yeah. Well, and I would also argue as well that like people are just like, well, they're broad enough terms that like anybody could relate to them. Like, well, if you relate to them and you don't like it, that's your own fucking fault. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's just it. Yeah, that is just it. It's like, but I also I'm I'm working on a joke where it's like, yeah, once I get a boyfriend, I'm not gonna care about astrology anymore. That is funny. That <laughs> like, will be good. Like, like I'm just gonna be honest and lean into the fact that like, yes, I love learning about astrology because it's learning about myself, who is the only person I can get to know right now. So, there you go. So I I'm mean, gonna do it. Yeah, and as you should. <laughs> And I think that you and I just had the conversation about like kids too. Like you will care again if you get pregnant and you have to figure out when this kid's going to be born. And then you'll like deep dive into their personality and you'll be like, (gasps) oh, bitch. I already asked. My friend just had a baby. Mm -hmm. I already asked that that bitch's birth time. Mm -hmm. This girl gave birth to a Leo. A motherfucking Leo. I mean, thank you. I love a Leo. I love a Leo. I'm very good friends with a Leo. I don't get along with them because I'm the total opposite of a Leo. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You're an Aqu- she's an Aquarius. Uh-huh. So. Capricorn rising, so. Mm, okay. You're fun. You're fun. You're fun. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry. So I have a really shit time with Aquarians. It's not anything against you personally. I just I had some too, really actually. shit experiences with Aquarian folk. And I'm like, because they're good. detached. Yeah. 
And guess what, bitch? I'm attached. I'm a full ass koala bear. Like, get with it. Like, I am too, though. I'm very attached for an Aquarius. Like, no, you're not, know. Sarah. Oh, no. Get red. You don't open up easily. That's true. But once I do, maybe attached is the wrong word. Well, well, yeah, because I think a detached person isn't someone who opens up easily. I think that like you're very kind and loyal and like in that way you're attached. But and people will probably open up to you, but you don't open up to people. And that's there's the there's the detachment, though. Right. Like you're you're probably off in your own little world, which is nothing wrong with that. You just you just need to. This is the thing. Once you learn about people. And you're like, this is just how this person is, but I still enjoy spending time with them. Yeah. You just understand them more and how to navigate them. Then True. you can, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, what a cold open this was. Yeah. I love it. Real. Though, keeping all of that in. Oh, I God. loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, we're going to get to this introduction here. I'm so excited for We've this We've been talking one. about this for so long. This was, I say this with like all these guests that I've re- recorded with recently, but this has been a long time coming and it sure, sure has. Um, so this week's guest is a sexuality and body positivity advocate and an aspiring holistic sex educator. Welcome to the podcast, Harley Pond. Oh my goodness. Hello, it's me. Hi, oh, guys. Welcome. Oh my goodness. I've never been clapped in before. Oh my gosh. I love you to death. This is so exciting. Oh, I am very excited to be here. I've been asking you to be on the show for like what, a long time. A couple years now. And I don't follow up with everybody. No, and nor should you. And, <laughs> and so you are like the sperm that penetrate the egg. How you doing, baby? Like, like, uh, like all these people. Now we're gonna on. make a podcast, and it'll be our baby. Now we're gonna make a podcast. It's gonna be beautiful. We have Starbucks. I mean, because it is in fact an afternoon podcast. Correct. And I am hungover. I just Full came from work, so it's kind of similar feelings. You. Yeah, word. Although I do love my job, so there is that. I kind of want to get into that right away. Okay, let's go. Because let's go. Well, I mean, you're someone who you're a very versatile person. You got a lot going on here. Uh, you, do, you, yeah. you work different jobs. You have like you have all these interests, but you you can we say where you work? Oh yeah, absolutely. We gotta plug them. I mean, uh, so I currently work two jobs because I'm insane. Uh, I work full time at the NSLC as a product specialist, which means I know enough to be make me dangerous about alcohol. And uh, I also work as a part time float host at the Flotation Center in downtown Halifax, and I'm super lucky to be there. Uh, really cool crew there. Yeah. And what? is the flotation center so yeah we all kind of know what the nslc is uh, yeah <laughs> uh, buy your booze there. buy your booze buy your weed <laughs> get you going uh yeah so i am um, at the flotation center it's super cool it's a sensory deprivation tank is what we started with uh or what Lindsay started with uh, a couple years ago um uh, and now it's been this center that has like massage and acupuncture oh, and shit, dietics yeah and we also have like a sauna now and um we have three float tanks which is super fun um and it's just about like reconnecting with your body and your mind and seeing how like connected you are and making sure that you're f- taking care of yourself and, and resting yourself and making sure that you're good with you you know wow yeah we gotta go yeah you gotta come yeah I, do people fall asleep all the time but it's safe. You don't you don't sink. No. You're floating. No. So what it is is it. You know what the Dead Sea is like that yes. really buoyant sea. Same idea, right? So you're super buoyant, salty water. Um, there's about a thousand pounds of Epsom salts in each tank, and about ten or eleven inches of water. 
Um, and people fall asleep in there all the time. It's uh, quite safe considering actually. Um, I had a gentleman, uh, yesterday who had had a bunch of micro naps is what he called them. And they were super cute. Um, and some people just like fall asleep right in the tank. Um, yeah, have fun with it. You know, I I was telling Sarah before you came in last night, I was fucking coming off of the show, coming off of a recording. Mm -hmm. I was just amped. I was so sick to my stomach from drinking that I needed to skip the dishes. So I ordered skip the dishes McDonald's. Love you. Opened up the app while I was laying down Mm -hmm. in full hair and makeup and clothes Mm -hmm. and saw, oh, they're at, they're picking up my order. That's the last thing I remember. (gasps) I literally passed out for not long, like maybe 15 minutes, but I woke up to like three missed calls and like the Uber delivery driver being like, it's in your lobby. You're not answering. In six minutes, I I went, oh, he'll be here soon, and shut my eyes and was out. <laughs> Incredible. New talent. Because my thing is, is I wouldn't have woken up. It had been on my doorstep the next morning, and I'd been like, it's breakfast. Like, <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's wild. Yeah. Um, I'm just ex- an exhausted person. Yeah. But I also don't allow myself to relax. So this is why what you do intrigues me. Yeah. And I would love to book an appointment sometime and come yeah. in. Well, I mean, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, yo. You can go on the website. Super, super chill. I'm totally going to book one. Yeah. Because a lot of people have told me, like, I'm a very ADD person. I, I'm very just overstimulated all the time. So, mm-hmm. like, I think the only way that I can actually relax is to be in a dark room alone with with nothing, with water and my mind yeah and nothing else and honestly i was so like i have like a racing brain very much like yourself um and i was super nervous to be in like a sensory deprivation tank because i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do in there um well it turns out relaxed um so uh (laughs) it's it's way less intimidating than you think it is yeah it it's so much fun yeah it's just a good time i've been having um a very uh like just a wonderful experience just working there and meeting all these wonderful people that are prioritizing their mental health and their mental wellness it's awesome it's awesome to see i love that places like this exist and you can get massages there too yes i would love a massage i mean who wouldn't we have a fantastic crew there too yeah well yes they'll take care of you oh my goodness gracious Mm -hmm. oh my gosh so we gotta talk about like how we met that was speed dating, I think. Was it speed dating or was it... Was it just Geneva? Because let's be real, it could be just Geneva. Was it... Were you, did you do the wing woman workshop? I did not. I'm, was a, it, I'm a good enough wing woman. Because I know that I would have met you at the thing she did with Serena, where we got together yes. and just talked about fucking. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I fucking love Serena. I, she was... I just had her on. She's so good. And I just actually had a conversation with her the other day, and she was giving me some career advice, so it was super cool. She, oh, she would be a great mentor for you. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. She's incredible. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, like, we we met through that and, like, stayed in touch. Um, yeah, we always kind of, like, kept in touch on Facebook and, like, Instagram and stuff, because it was always, like... I always figured out what you were doing and always keeping tabs on you, making mm. sure you were doing well and shit. I think personality types like ours are drawn to each other. Mm. Talkers, oversharers. Me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. Never. Never in my days. <laughs> Never in my days uh, as a woman. No. Do you think a 
over sharing's a trauma response because I've been reading up about this recently oh. and it's fascinating. I'd never me. actually thought about it that way, but I mean, when I was when we were talking about earlier, Sarah, you were saying how you were a detached Aquarian and such, oh. and that yes, you, um, and uh, I was thinking about the fact that like. Um, sometimes what I do is I share a lot about myself, but not the most intimate parts. Yeah. So it's like, I fucked last night, but I'm not going to tell you how and how well, like, <laughs> right. it's that kind of idea. Yeah. And, um, I think that th- that could be a trauma response, not letting people like p- letting people see enough of you that they feel satiated, but not letting them see the parts of you that you define as most important and only sharing those parts with with certain people. Because I think that's kind of like a deflection. Like if I gross you out enough, fast enough that you leave me alone. Sick. That is fascinating. Yeah. 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 And if also if I know that if you're going to respond to this in a certain way of like feeling gross or like I can gauge then where you're at in terms of like what you feel comfortable with and like what you don't feel comfortable with but you got to start the bar high <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no that's really true but it's also beating people to their judgments right oh 100 so like i would rather share more about myself and have people make judgments on that versus them assuming things about me. exactly i actually uh there was it was a few years ago it was when my senior year of of my degree and i um I was, I was I was always constantly making fat jokes about myself and like don't get me wrong super empowered fat woman love it here for it look at all this it's a great time so but that being said like I was always addressing it as like the elephant in the room haha um and like making the joke before somebody else did and then some one of my friends sat me down and was like literally Harley nobody gives a shit and nobody is saying these things except you and I was like, oh, fuck. And so you, I had to like take a beat and was like, okay, are the assumptions that I'm making about myself correct through, through other people's eyes? Which is another part that we, we have to get to as well. And like, and I had to realize that no, like when people perceive me, they aren't perceiving fatness. They're just perceiving like, you know, some cool chick. Perception. This is like a huge theme of like this po- new iteration of the podcast mm-hmm. is perception mm-hmm. and like what how we appear to the outside world versus who we are, and like social media plays big into that. But even the fact that most people don't sit down and have out an hour or two long conversation mm-hmm. to like really dive deep into who you are. Yeah. Even sometimes friends, I'm like, I don't know if I know you because we've yeah. never taken the time to really, really, really talk. Yeah, and that's so actually like. um I'm exper- I'm experiencing this right now in uh, my dating life is the fact that I have this really fantastic individual in my life who I'm like so down for and we've known each other for about three years on and off and I it's, it's it would be so easy to just be like and we're together but I want to do this in a healthy way so I'm like I'm gonna get to know the person that you are now and you're gonna get to know the person that I am now and we'll go from there. Oh, interesting. And like, so not me. You're like re-getting to know each other? Yeah. As like, t- like so we've spent like, we went on like a, I think a date like three years ago and now have just like been acquaintances on, on you know, through school and through uh, social media. And now I'm like, okay, you've just had like major life changes. I've just had major life changes. Let's get to know the people that we are now before we just like dive into something. And like, catch up. Yeah. And like, I've been having adult conversations that I'm not used to having, Sarah. This is fucking weird. I feel like a real adult. Like, what the <laughs> hell is this? 
when did i wake up how much are we talking oh two adults i don't like it oh god just like boundaries and like being good at protecting myself and and putting myself first and, and how old are you i'm 26 Ooh, that's a good age to get into this type of stuff oh, though yeah for sure for sure don't get me wrong and you should the earlier the better because i feel like but i feel like your early 20s you should be a dumbass oh bitch <laughs> we've been there you should be a true dumbass oh, in your early we've 20s we've been there we've done that oh man but like Ooh. once you're over 25 it's you're really getting to know the person you are yeah and, and if you, you want to become and i think the younger generation is starting all this groundwork oh, it's earlier beautiful. than normal it's beautiful to see uh makes I, me feel like an old woman i'm yeah i have a friend who's about three years younger than i myself and they are just like so wise beyond their years in so some ways yeah in some ways um and uh in others not so much but god love them uh and but like for the most part they just blow me away with how great they are with their own boundaries and their own yeah. like knowing themselves advocating for themselves and knowing yeah. themselves and it's just really beautiful to see even you know three or four years younger um to see people being able to do those things and have those conversations at such an age i know that i wouldn't be able to do that at 22 23 no absolutely not even right? even when i turned 30 i didn't really know I, I didn't dive deep. Yeah. It's, it's an important conversation. It doesn't, to have with but also it doesn't matter when it happens. The important thing is, is that it happens at some point. Mm-hmm. For exactly. Hopefully before you die. Fingers crossed. I try and <laughs> I, I try and have the, the bar before I have kids um, because I don't want to pass on gross trauma. So like, Ooh, do you want kids? <sighs> we're figuring that out. Like, let me be real. I am a very maternal individual. Like I could like mom the heck out of some chillins um adopted otherwise whatever however it happens to come about to me like whatever but I also am extremely happy living my life wanting to travel having my dogs doing my thing being detached like I'm a happy woman I don't want to fuck with it too yet much yet it's a big undertaking Mm -hmm. a big it truly changes your life huge my friend just had a baby and she's already posting sasses about its bowel movements and I'm like oh and I just go welcome to this chapter in your life it's not a chapter it's a whole fucking book baby yeah <laughs> like, yeah the book doesn't end <laughs> it's a whole book and uh welcome to the oh, shit show man welcome to the shit maybe that literal shit show she should have a podcast just yes. about being a mom and call it the shit show yeah but like i am but it's like i i always think back to well i think of like um female singers um mm-hmm. interviews with them talking about kids like gwen stefani you know has the song a simple kind of life the no mm-hmm. doubt song mm-hmm. which is su- such a good song True. uh but there was an interview with katie perry that uh, back when she was like at the peak of her career and mm-hmm. she was like with russell brand and stuff Oof. and she said when i when i'm a mother i just want to be a mother yeah Although she's kind of not doing that right now because she's doing a Vegas re- residency and she just had a baby. But anyway, um, I won't hold you to that, Katie. But but I agree with that where I go, I'd like to be as fulfilled as I possibly could be in terms of career and like life experiences before I could dive into being a mom. Because I would mm-hmm. really want to like, I wouldn't want to be the mom that like has nannies or, yeah. you know, stuff yeah. like that because I just don't see the value. Well, I mean, I, I see the value in it. I misspoke, but... I personally wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, and that's a personal choice for you too. Yeah. Like that like uh 
barring you know child abuse and neglect yeah um i think the way that you choose to raise your kids is just as much your own decision as how you choose to have them or not have them like people have way too many fucking opinions about other people's children and you know what don't get me wrong sometimes kids are bitches but um (laughs) you know for the most part you just gotta let kids do their thing they're 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 nine times out of ten they're pretty great i used to work with kids before i did all this selling alcohol and adult stuff but uh but yeah no it was super fun love those guys and i mean you're you're young you're 26 you're at the, I know, i'm just little. i love late 20s i wish i could go back to late 20s yeah it's pretty great i'm liking it so far right because it's like you're having fun you're learning about yourself it's it's a good mixture of fun and mm-hmm. learning i feel really I feel like the most myself that I have been in a very long time, which is really cool to hear, uh, for hear myself say, sorry, I should say. Yeah. And, um, like, I just feel really in touch with the woman that I want to be and want to become. And I'm like super thankful for that and like here for it. So I'm just trying to like cultivate on that particular emotion and like propel myself forward with it and be like, okay, so if I want to be the person that I want to be, what does my life look like? How do I, like, what job do I have? What does my, you know uh living situation look like what is this you know what if i'm gonna build my life what are the building blocks and how do i get there how uh, how do i get to the life that i want to yeah because i deserve it you're putting yourself first but that's a hard thing well i had no choice high key Uh, that sounded really cryptic i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. Wait, what do you mean? Had no ju- I want to know. I mean, mean I just got I mean, into a friend fallout and like uh, I didn't have yes. anybody else to put first except for me. I didn't have anybody except me and my dog for three months. Like that was it, bitches. We was at bare minimum. And don't get me wrong. I did have people in my life. Don't get me wrong. Like I just had like my major support system kind of fell through and it was shitty. But um, yeah, it was it sucked. But, you know, I had my dog and it was fine. But like, that's what I mean when I talk about when I've talked to you about dating myself, when I've talked to you about romancing yourself. Like these are skills that I had to develop for me because I had to show myself the care that I was giving others. And I didn't have the time to expend that energy on others. So I looked to the nearest person that I could uh, expend them on. That was me. And you want to know what? That's fine too. Doesn't matter how it happened, it, right? It kind of sucks that it happened that way. Because eh. I, I had the same thing. Was right? this around lockdown that you lost friends, or was Ooh. it? Yes, yeah, it was during the even pandemic. More, yeah, even it was more really, brutal. Really, really, yeah, because rough. Because really, the lock, like the lockdown, made most people be more alone. Mm-hmm, so then, on top of that, to not only be alone because of you know covid restrictions and mm-hmm. like not being able to physically see people to then lose friends emotionally oh is huge. an added boom mm. to your fucking psyche yeah oh yeah it was it was very isolating um but i was really lucky um that i have a support system outside these people and um I was able to like cultivate even more wonderful friendships uh, outside of them. And I've met some amazing people in the last few months. And it's mm-hmm. uh, my gratitude for good energy has exponentially risen. And I can't like, I, yeah, it was shitty, but like, you know, but like, you met better friends now yeah. that, that are going to fit into your life in a better way because you know yourself better. Yes. And so like, you're now connecting with the people that like you should be connecting with. Yeah. It's so funny when we're like young and we think 
so and so's my best friend. She's always gonna be my best friend. <laughs> and it's just like, bitch, you wait. You're yeah. gonna go through multiple friend purges of like <laughs> purging through friends. And I gotta say, it's more painful than breakups, I think. Oh my Losing god. Friends. Thousand percent. Agree. Yes. I've lost friends. I'm still not over it. Like I lost friends five years ago. I'm still not over it. I had it still eight. haunts. Cause it's so much more of a I don't really know what what about it makes it. Maybe it's the consistency thing, like having someone in your life for so long. Because if and even in the romantic thing in the breakups, like if even if that person's not going to be there, the friends are, are, are supposed to be, right? Supposed to be right, and that's the whole idea. I lost eight in one go. Right, it's huge, huge. So it was. Were these um, questions? And you don't have yeah, to answer. Hit if you don't it. want to. But were these um, what I would call like clean breaks, like where it's like you have a fight and you literally just go, we're not friends or were, were they fizzle outs? Were they people who kind of just stopped talking to you? Were they like, what? it was a huge fight and huge blowout. Yeah. Huge blowout. Um, and then uh clean break. Yeah. It was wild. Actually. I don't know if I should put this in the podcast and we'll think about it later. Probably it's fine. Um, but uh, <laughs> love this. Welcome to intoxicated. Yeah, hello. <laughs> um, but one of like, so I've not heard a thing from any of these people since october it's been almost a fucking year and then one of them followed me on instagram last week and i was like you want to fuck off like what a sight out of mind's the best way get out of my face yes why don't you what anyway so that was it um <laughs> i was just i'm not about it i'm just not about it i'm just fucking get out of my face so you don't have any lingering feelings of i miss this <laughs> well that's good <laughs> You want to know what? Oh, I hope they listen to this. You want to know what? That's good. Oh, yeah. No, I'm... Because that's proving that you you have not lost... I mean, you've lost friends, but, like, you haven't lost everything because of this. You've, in fact, gained something because you have more space in your life now for 100%. better friends. 100%. It's the sucky part where you miss the friends and you wonder what went wrong. Like, that's kind of where I'm at with lost friendships where I just go, yeah. like, these were all just kind of fizzle outs, different life stages, whatever. Maybe disagreements triggered a lot of these things, but, like, I'm the type to i'm a fucking pisces we fucking get off on nostalgia and like old memories and shit True. so like i'm the type to just be like i miss this person but then i have to remind myself we're both different people now mm. we're both literally that's very funny because the bitch now. that followed me on instagram is also pisces i'm so sorry it's okay i'm over it but she's probably thinking All of you because of nostalgia oh 100 that just explained it because i was like why the fuck did this happen and then i remember the nostalgia picture. is truly our drug like like you see memes all the time about pisces being like like <laughs> they listen to the same songs they watch the same shows yep. Yep. like we are very um rooted in nostalgia yeah it's crazy i love that that's cute though because a lot of people don't appreciate it for what it is no it's true so it is nice to hear yeah um, but friend yeah no friend i'm sorry that like you went through that painfulness but also i'm not because you're clearly the person you want to be <laughs> yeah i'm i'm <laughs> 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 also i take back everything i just said uh <laughs> good friend breakup great job uh glow up uh glow up queen uh but yeah no for for real like it's just been like a really beautiful time being able to be like shedding some skin yes. so um funnily enough before I worked at the float center, I'd actually gone in for an Akashic reading. Now, what's that? I see. And that's the thing is I don't know enough about it. 
to fucking <laughs> sell it to you. Say that word again. Akashic. Akashic. Akashic reading. reading. So they open up your Akashic record the and f- they have spirit guides <gasps> and they tell you about things. And so like, I'm going to be real. I fucking am into this shit. I love I it. I love this shit too. Honey. I love it. And I all the haters can fuck themselves. Go fuck yourself. All the haters let can fuck themselves. Let people have joy. Yeah, We're that's allowed right. to be into this shit. That's right. And let us have fun with it. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, so this Akashic reading. So I don't know a lot about it other than I've had mine done. And it was right before this big blowout that happened. And the the person that did it ha- said that I had a snake spirit with me, and I thought this snake spirit was telling like was hel- like it's supposed to help you with transition. It's supposed to be shedding skin, right? That yes. whole idea. And so I thought it was helping me like with a, a academic endeavor that I was going down at the time. But no, this shit happened, and I was like, oh, it's a sne- it's totally slippery snake, baby. Like <laughs> sneaky, yeah, it sneaky snuck snake. up, snuck up on you, sneaky snake. Oh shit! Oh my god! Did you ever just think about that that old YouTube video of the guy with like the the hat and his I'm a snake. snake. I'm a sn- yes, I'm a I know. Snake. That. I know that one. Oh my god! Man. That's wild. So did, did and were they specific or like was that reading a good experience for you? Absolutely. I mean, I'm into like all that stuff. Tarot. I was gonna get a Reiki massage done this week at Pride Beauty Lounge. Shout out. Um, oh, a Reiki massage. Yeah. So I again, I have not had this done yet. So. Um, but I have friends that have, and they have experienced it, and they were like crying. They loved it so much. Oh, I want one. There's tarot red done in it. There's like some other cool shit that I don't. Again, I'm excited to go and do it for can myself. We, can we go together? Oh, bitch, yeah, let's go. I think we should have a self care weekend where we do that. We float. Yeah, we, we eat I mean, ice you're gonna cream. Be, you're gonna be tired. I haven't had ice cream yet this summer. Who the fuck? <laughs> well, it was really nice seeing you, Sarah. <laughs> You should have told me to bring ice cream, not sushi. Jeez. I, I, I have been, yeah, I've been on a journey, but well. I mean, yeah. We can pause that. It's <laughs> something for the therapist. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Well, I, maybe I can help you in a few years, but not right now. <laughs> Please keep my number. <laughs> I'll be your first client. I'll be an Excellent. early adopter. <laughs> Excellent. I'll give you a discount. It'd be great. So, okay. So you did this reading and what else happened in the reading? What else did they go into? Um... There was a couple other, th- like, I'm trying to remember now. It was quite a while ago. Um, there was something about a wolf spirit that I was particularly, like, aligned with. And uh, there was, okay, so there was a shaman spirit that was with me. And it was sent by my grandmother. Um, I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about this. I just, it's and not even the fact that, like, I'm sharing it or anything. It was just, like. It's so odd to me that and it, like a shaman spirit is it, she had told me was like quite powerful and like and is guiding me because I can be a little bit of a loose cannon. And I was like, me, nah. Uh, and it's just in my grandmother, uh, my dad's mom uh, is passed and uh, I like am constantly compared to her. Like I look like her so, mm. so much and uh, I hear beautiful stories about her. And so to know that like. You know, even if those for non-believers, like some energy somewhere in the world, something is watching and making sure that I'm okay. Were you close? She lived with us for a few years, but I was pretty young when she passed. So that's fascinating because mm-hmm. um, I listened to a podcast recently all about death and they said something interesting, which was like this girl had her dad die 
and she wasn't that close to her dad, but her dad's spirit, she's gone to like multiple mediums Mm -hmm. and her dad's spirit was constantly around her. And it's because if a spirit is sticking around, it's almost like an unfinished business thing or like a, we didn't have enough time together in this life. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to guide you and be around you a lot Mm -hmm. in as a spirit. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Yeah. It's super cool, man. Um, And she told me a lot about, there was something about um, another death in my family having a lot of darkness shrouded around it and like a lot of mystery and misunderstanding. And I was like, Oh, that's, I mean, I'm just Harley pie. I didn't think I had fucking mystery and intrigue in my past, but okay. Um, but yeah, it's just really cool. Um, what was the other thing? There was something else, but I can't remember right now. That's wild. Is your grandmother the only close person to you that you've had pass? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Re- real close, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, death is death is one of these things. I, my, I have a really, really good friend of mine who's looking at becoming a death doula. Oh, my God. I yeah. want to talk to one of those. Yeah. Super interesting, right? Yes. Um, I follow a couple on TikTok. Yeah. So cool, man. I fucking love TikTok. High key. I love TikTok, too. And it's not even like I could spend hours on there doing fucking nothing. But I love the fact that I can open it up and learn something of the day and then be like, I did it. I did yep. the thing. And you discover such interesting people doing cool things like yeah. death, death doulas. I never knew that that was a thing that existed. Right. Until TikTok. Yeah. And like people teaching other people about death. Like that's something that like for me is uh, such a deep issue is the, mm-hmm. the fear of death. Mm-hmm. <sighs> really getting dark already. I mean, let's fucking go, Bo. We we missed a segment. We got to get into the segments. Oh, so, my God. We oh my we already we got into the segments. I mean, yet. but this Jesus is the, the joy of a great podcast is is that this is where the conversation goes. It's true. Um, assumptions. So. Yeah. What are um, assumptions about me, Sarah? This is interesting. I have a couple. Don't punch me in the face. Ow. I think I'm right on probably all of them. All right, go for but it. But I mean, if I'm not, please tell me. Go for it. I that mean, you're an open book. Fairly, yes. Although you did say something interesting earlier about how mm. you're open but not too open. Mm-hmm. Um, I did creep you a bunch. Me? And mind you, this is just social media perception, but mm-hmm. you seem extremely happy and confident. That's so cute. I'm glad. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive into that. No, no. <laughs> No. You are wrong. Oh, you are wrong. Um, <laughs> I would say that you're not wrong, actually. Oh, I, good. I'm glad. I yeah, love being right. I, I, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, oh my God. Um, no, honest to God, uh, I've earned every bit of it that I have. Good for you. So fucking flaunt it, bitch. Um, yeah. Confidence was a hard one and it's not always there all the time. And, um, but I remember like going to therapy when I was, uh, in university and then stopping because I was silly. And then, uh, <coughs> I wrote this wild paper on how fatness queers the feminine body and like looked at that lens and understood how being fat innately queered my body and without it being even a gay way, just in like a, anyway, it's a big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. We could talk about that for hours. So before I do, um, (laughs) I, uh, I kind of wrote this paper and like understood how the world's perceptions of me are fucked and 
they were gross and I should just not listen to them. And that ideal has like perpetuated itself in my life for the last five years. It's been great. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I went back to therapy and she was just like, so like, what's going on? Like, you know, last time we were talking a lot about self-esteem issues and confidence issues. Like, where are you at with that? And I was like, honestly, I'm good. Like, I know that I'm the shit. Not really. Um, I know that like, I'm a cool individual. I have a great personality. I also know that like, awful to look at so uh and so like that part's been good and that you know i like i said i've earned every bit of that so i should own it and work it um and happy fuck yeah i've built a life for myself that i'm super excited about i have you know two gorgeous dogs and beautiful people surrounding my life and bringing energy into it that i would i'm so grateful for and uh i get to talk to people like you who think i'm just a cool interesting lady and who has a lot to say um and i just feel really really grateful as much as i can and that's my that's my big thing so yeah wow. glad happy and confidence kind of perpetuates itself that's good christ so so what are you insecure about oh <laughs> do you think i'm gonna listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, no i am gonna listen to this podcast um, i'm very critical of myself um no but uh i'm i uh you know, I it's this it's it's moved on from uh, this idea of not being attractive or not being um, smart uh, because I know I'm smart. Uh, it's now perpetuated itself and like molded it into the idea of being enough. This idea, oh okay, yeah, and yeah. En- enough of something when in reality, whatever you have, you have enough of it because it's you yes um yeah that's huge right like i think that's self-critical yeah it's it's you just gotta love it man like Mm -hmm. uh, i said to a friend of mine earlier today it's like if you're not having fun every day what the fuck are you doing like this is exactly it and that and that's what i'm trying to do like don't have fun what the fuck is that about what like we should be, I, we should do one fun thing every day. Yeah, you should. That's what self care is. I dance at work. <laughs> I dance at the liquor store and be like, "What's up?" Like <laughs> I like, Love and that's that. my fun thing of the day. And like I got to make people laugh. Like I, I came back from lunch the other day and it was piss pouring rain, and I just did like a like a pirouette in the fucking uh, parking lot, and people laughed, and that's great. Good. I'm glad. If that's what you're laughing at today make it count because I'm going to pirouette in the rain to make you laugh any day. Mm. Right now? Like, hell yeah. Did my burger get soaked? Yes. Did I care? No. Like, it was a great time. It's, um, the second you can stop sweating the small stuff is such a good place to be in your life. Yeah. And like, I'm the type to just get so pissed at like small things. And I've really started lately just trying to just go like, this isn't the worst thing that could have happened. You're alive. You have your legs. You have a roof over your, like, you know what I mean? Like instantly just go in. I'm not dead. So this is, <laughs> so this is fine. Um, I'm still yeah. here. Yeah. You're still here. And I find that like the way, because I find that that's really hard to do because, it can be. because we don't know how to categorize stuff as small stuff. Cause everything seems big in the minute minute. Right. Yeah. So the way I perpetuate it to myself is like because I work an insane amount, um, I say to myself, is this going to matter tonight at home when I'm with my animals and my friends and I don't like, is this going to matter? No, probably not. 
So I'll move on. And if it does matter, then I can address it then in that moment and I keep myself present where I'm supposed to be because um, I can take my baggage and where I'm angry and like go get stoned about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big. I, I got to do it more. Be frank. I think I really got to smoke more. I mean, and I love it. It's a good time. I just don't do it regularly. And I think it's something that actually really benefits me. Yeah. Is like the, the just like kind of even killing my energy because my energy is constantly shifting mm-hmm. on any given day, whether that's like you're in like work mode and then I'm in comedy mode and then I'm in po- like, it's like all these energy shifts and I feel like mm-hmm. weed would really level that for me hopefully and it's a good way to experiment too and like because those are very concrete energy shifts like you're in front of a audience being a different person you're down here having a very intimate conversation with me you're yeah, i'm going from talking to a client at work which is yeah. very professional and much different mm-hmm. to yelling about come at on stage Rock on. trying to make people laugh to then this which is like it's not an active audience, but it's it's really important to be present in this interview. And you're still really thinking about how people are yes. perceiving the words that you're saying yes. and even the way that they're seeing you on screen. Yeah. So it's, it is a shit show of a life right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving it. I'm glad. But it, but it is, it, the, going back to what you're saying and yeah. you advocating for self-care and, and really like being present in yourself mm-hmm. god i want to get there it's like my number one goal is to turn off the phone and be okay about turning off the phone mm-hmm. but be okay with the, the fucking do not disturb no notifications and that's the place to start because turning off your phone for somebody like you impossible <laughs> impossible <laughs> impossible but having a do not so disturb hard. on for an hour i've started um, muting notifications. Beautiful. Excellent. When I go to sleep so that when I wake up, I don't wake up to a shit ton of Instagram stuff mm-hmm. uh, or like Facebook messages and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which helps. But I think I got to even go further than that. I think I got to like turn it off like like an hour before mm-hmm. bed. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that from a lot of people. Like that hour shutdown before bed is so key. And I don't do that. Yeah. I, I think that's that. a really important one. I would also... I, and this is coming from a dog owner, so I have to get up in the morning when I wake up. Um, not bringing my phone with me on the dog walk is huge. Or having the do not disturb continued on until when I go to work. So to make sure that I'm present with my animals and make sure that I'm present with myself in the morning. Super big deal. Oh, that's huge. Um, but yeah, that's another one too. Is if you're if you're, you know texting some cutie late at night i'm not gonna fucking turn off my phone for an hour before i go to bed are you kidding me no way it all is dependent on i guess the situation and where yeah. you're at in that current moment but i think um the hour no matter where you can put it in your day like if it's in the afternoon if you're just having a slow afternoon right be like okay i'm good i'm gonna watch tv or i'm gonna do something yeah. for sarah yeah right so that's the important thing really, i'm so bad at you gotta learn, you gotta learn to date yourself Okay, well, let's talk about dating. Well, actually, first, we're going to get to dating ourselves. Okay. We got to get to the rant. I need to rant. So. Okay. So. Mm. <laughs> we'll get the. <laughs> we'll get the what if, I've already ranted, like, what, three times in I this know. thing? Did we hit your rant or do you have another rant? Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's, let's see. 
shake the old bank loose for a second. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Oh, well, no, I no. want to go back to what you said about um, you said fat. Mm. Uh, being fat. Did you say queerizes? Was that a word that you used? Oh, um, queer. Uh, queers queers the, the feminine body. body yeah can we talk about that what's that 100 i can rant about that yeah that's cool. yeah there's your rant there's my you rant. wrote a whole fucking paper about i wrote it. a whole paper on it let's go you, you can't write a paper on something you're not fucking passionate about it's so. true it's true so let's get it um okay so um the idea under which the fat feminine body is queered in today's society is that if you look at the paradigm of power so who has the pinnacle power when you think of um, like a socioeconomic status kind of thing, right? Uh, when we close our eyes, we're picturing, uh, you know, cis, hetero, white, male. Yeah. Um, and so when we kind of, when we're, so we're, we have to think about the feminine body. So like make it a woman. So if we close our eyes, we're picturing a cis, hetero, white woman. Yeah. Is she fat? Probably not. Nope. So... Um, and the reason you don't, right. Well, I mean, Hey, how you doing? Uh, the reason we don't is because, um, a large majority of our culture is based off the fact that, um, fatness is not necessarily attractive and you know, where women wield their power is in sexuality. The so body. You, right. And if you don't, if you can't be perceived as attractive because you're fat, then you wield no power. So that's that idea of queering the feminine body. It's super interesting. Uh, even the way that like, skinny has become the or even sorry um straight sized has become the the norm in society because i shouldn't say skinny because that's not necessarily true is, is, is that the new thing to say straight size straight size it's straight. Not, it's it's the it's the technical definition okay um because plus size was coined by a term coined as a term believe in the 80s or the okay. 70s like yeah. it has it wasn't a thing before then um but anyway um straight sized is the like the the body positive world's way of 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 right. talking about it yeah. so when you picture this woman in your head this cis hetero white woman in your head she's probably not fat right, right. she's probably skinny right. uh i often think about you know a woman in a business suit like even me like as the person that i am when i picture that woman it's a woman in a business suit and she's fucking got it going on and she's ready to go and she's not fat mm. um and that's not me it's it's the idea perpetuated so heavily that even someone like myself who is Mickey still has that ideal perpetuated in their brain it's so rooted it's so even, ingrained yeah, yeah 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 so anyway um so after world war ii like shit went real because that's when you see like the madman era came and the states had money again they had free enterprise they had men coming back from the war um it was a huge thing and so what happened was is that they had to make money somehow so the beauty industry just popped off right and uh that's when you get this whole ideal being perpetuated of like you need to lose weight you need to be skinny all these other things I was gonna say because like way 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 back mm -hmm. you know if you look at like old paintings of women yeah like very old paintings they're all like, voluptuous voluptu that's a great i love the word voluptuous isn't it beautiful can we bring that back as a word to use i mean don't mind me they're, and they're all like they all have bellies big like hips and like 
and and then all of a sudden it changed. And the reason is, is because in I, oh, I'm going to get my dates wrong. Um, at some point in France, there was the big tuberculosis outbreak. And so all of these French models got tuberculosis and were being painted sick. This ideal body that is being perpetuated is one that is deathly ill. Right. Not even healthy at all. No, not healthy, not real people, not not real healthy people. And so that, again, is perpetuated with this idea of then the the health culture that we've been brought into. So now it's a far more muscular uh, tone. But again, I had friends growing up who were who are now power lifters and some of the strongest women that I know who are insecure about their muscles because girls shouldn't be that muscular. Like there is no winning. No matter what you are as a woman, you are wrong in some way. How wild is that? And it's, and I, I know body image stuff exists for men too. Oh, a hundred percent. But it is far not the same. No. And it's not the same. Like it is the same, but it is not the same because at the yeah. same, like we, and I will recognize the Chris Pratt and John Krasinski anomaly of the dad bods that became real hot. And then, you know, because like what I really like is the diversity of of showing different people of different sizes and different weights and different colors and different everything's and all the good shit. Like, yes, yeah. all of it. I went to go see Hairspray 10 times in theaters as a young adult and as a fully grown one. Um because it was the first time I'd seen a body like mine on screen. And I think men also have that with, you know, Andy Dwyer in the off or in uh, Parks and Rec. And, uh, you know, granted, it was a funny, you know, fat man trope, but <laughs> it was still Chris Pratt and he was still seen as like cute and adorable and, 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 and sexually viable. Um, so, yeah. And then he got hot. And when I say he got hot, he was already hot, but he got ripped. I was about to say. Pardon me. Yo, I know. I love me some Andy Dwyer. Um, But uh, yeah, I shouldn't say he got hot. He got ripped. And that's a difference. But it's also like, I feel like when men are portrayed that way in like TV and stuff, it's like they're charming and funny and Mm -hmm. lovable. And then you look at like how Monica was portrayed in Friends. Like whenever they talked about her, like when she was fat. Mm -hmm. And it was like, this woman's disgusting. And it it just, it just shows that. It's still easier on them. Like, like they, they, oh, do, yeah. they do experience it, but it's still, I think, slightly easier on men because women care a bit more about personality than men do. Mm. I'll die on that hill. I don't care who fights me on it. It's true. Die on that hill, girl. How many hot-ass women do you see with men that are eh, not that great? A lot. Because they don't care as much. Fair. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I will die on this hill. Yeah. You can I I don't think that I will make you d- kill yourself on this so that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's not um, to say all, but I'm saying it's common. It's common. Yes. And I, this is not a this is not a fight for me to win. Um <laughs> I, I I have uh tried to remove as many men from my life as possible bar bar some. Uh yeah. I'm like I'm like oh, I'm not dating men right now, not cuz I'm uh trying women, it's cuz they won't have me. <laughs> Have me. I know that's so self-deprecated, but it's just like it's true. It's like I kind of want to phrase it like, "So I made a decision. I'm not dating men. Oh, it's not because I'm bi. It's because they won't have me." <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
Man, I am so bisexual. It's not even funny. Oh, here we go. I'm bisexual so bisexual. I'm so bisexual. It's not even funny. Like, I wish that I found no men attractive and I just found women attractive. And, like, I felt the opposite way when I was younger. Um, and I, so I just pick one and it'd be easy. But no, no, they are all just really attractive. And here I am stuck. Was there a moment where you realized that as a, like, young, youngin? Uh, I think when I kissed the girl for the first time, I was like, fuck. <laughs> shit like i'm in here we go uh <laughs> and they're just beautiful creatures they are women are beautiful anyway uh <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's great um love women women are great uh yeah um was that a was that a big thing for you like kind of figuring out that you were bi like did you um like was it a struggle at all or were you just like this is just this is just me and this is just who I am. Um I think like I I think I accepted it way before anybody else did cuz I think I surprised the fuck at all my friends cuz I was so boy crazy for such oh, a really? long time. Shit. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I don't think that anybody like everybody that knows me now knows that I'm pretty fucking queer and that's another word that I use pretty freely. Queer, yeah. Um just because like who fucking cares and um it's this one word that describes everything that i am so it's chill yeah um queer is just another word for fun and open-minded people correct the best people are queer (laughs) um in one way shape or form but yeah that's right yeah um and no i don't i like it was very much a all right cool this is what's up like it was never a really big big deal you didn't like fight yourself on it no pleasure uh, is pleasure is pleasure is pleasure it doesn't matter where i get it from did you have like a, a, a like a coming out thing like where you sat people down or, or were you were you just like yeah that's just who i am um it was in my while i was in university in sackville new brunswick i sat my my group of friends down there and i was like so i think i like girls guys and they were like uh okay and then i sat my mom down and i was like so stuff and things and she was like are you sure and I was like, yeah. She was like, okay. Like, it really wasn't that big of a deal for me. Like, I was always told growing up, like, you can be anything you want to be. You can oh, do that's anything wonderful. You do. Yeah. Oh, no. I grew up in a really um, supportive household in that endeavor. Um, but yeah, no. It was never a really big issue. I was really excited about that. What about your dating journey? Because we kind of met through oh. Geneva, who's a matchmaker. Oh, girl. <sighs> oh, girl. Ah! So, like, what is your... Like, just give us the, the rundown, the rundown. On, of, like... You're dating history, how you date, Very the single. challenges, the, <laughs> the challenges with dating. Um, um, how, like, that's a, such an interesting question. The other ones how, I've heard before, how do I date? Well, how do you date? Because that, um, it's different for everybody. I, every single person I talk to, I, I feel like there's single people who are like chronic daters. Like they're mm-hmm. always going mm-hmm. on dates. They're always on the, they're like active daters. Mm-hmm. People like me who like, I go on like maybe two dates a year. Like it really just doesn't happen that much for me. And, um, it's like, where do you stand on that? Are you active? Don't care. Oh, you I said boy crazy before I was at some point in my life. Sure. Who she is. Don't know. Um, <laughs> don't know her. Don't know her. <laughs> um, no, I just, I love people. I'm one of those people. Like I work retail, um, which I don't love, but that's fine. Um, I do love meeting new people though. That's one of my favorite things. And so, um, 
I don't know if I'd say chronic, but I would say active. Okay. Uh, I like going on dates. I like meeting new people. I like trying new things. Um, so like, yeah, that's, that's what it's all about is making connections, making new friends. I have met some of the best people ever on Tinder. Uh, really? I met my best friend on Tinder. Yeah. One of my best friends on Tinder. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Let's start as a date and just end it with friends. Yeah. Um, we, were, uh, we were, we <laughs> were. So we were like, all right, let's meet up for, for a beer. And so we did. And then we were just like vibing. We were having a great time. And then we were like back at her house. And then we kind of looked at each other and we were like, nah. And then we were like, all right, let's be friends. Like it was just really easy, really simple. Oh my God. I had that with a friend too. A yeah. guy friend like a long time ago. Yeah. Same thing. I think like we kissed once and then just went, no, we're friends. Uh, it- <laughs> that was I've straight up been in the middle of sex and looked at the guy and been like, all right, you can get out now. We're going to be friends. And he's like, okay. I like that though, because that's literally going, it's nothing against you as a person. It's just physically we're not vibing. Yeah. It was just one of those things. It was just like, no, it's just not going to happen tonight, but you're a cool guy. So I'm going to be friends with you. Yeah. It was super fun. Wow. So, okay. I'm like kind of going back to assumptions. Yeah. I hit it. A very sexually active person. (laughs) Are you like always getting it? Getting it when I can. (laughs) When I can. And when people give it to me. Yes. Is that something that's like an active thing in your life? I mean, right now? Yeah. Not so much. I guess. Yes. I guess one could say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's another thing, too. And that's just an interesting thing altogether is, is like what everyone's definition of active is. Because for me, I'm like, I did it three times in a year. I'm a big slut. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Should I isolate that clip? I'm, I'm a, a big, big slut. slut. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> is this is this an off topics topic? No, no, nothing is off topic. It's uh, if I text you later and I'm like, hey, this thing, that'll be it. Um, no, it's not an off topics. Uh, I get laid a lot. Yeah, I like it. Um, oh fuck yeah! There you go. I love having sex. It's great. Um, yeah, and I'm good at it. Queen. So why not? Um, fuck yeah. I uh, yeah, no, I love sex. I'm I'm High trying. Sex drive? I have a hormone imbalance that makes me horny literally constantly. Oh, and it's a hormone imbalance. Yeah, so I have PCOS, which is cysts on my ovaries. So it um, inhibits uh, my progesterone and estrogen, and uh, my testosterone's higher than normal. Um, That would do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm a horn dog constantly, all the time. It's great. Really? I mean, I'm I'm very jealous. We should switch bodies so you can experience what it's like to ha- feel nothing down there, even if you were to sit on a Therogun. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'd rather die. <laughs> Not die. <laughs> but would prefer this. Name or seriously injured. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm just a really... Now don't be wrong. We all have our dry spells. Um, yeah, but we all have our different different definitions of a dry spell. Correct. Uh, I have my dry fun. spells, um, but uh, but yeah, no. For the most part, I like having sex. Mm. I enjoy it. Uh, other people seem to enjoy it too. So, and do you when you date people or like if you're dating around, are mm. you very like are you someone who like has an intention going into dating? Like I'm this is looking, such an interesting question happening for me right now. I'm looking for casual, so I'm gonna tell this person that I'm looking for casual or. Yeah, I guess it's dating with intention. Do you date with intention or do you just kind of see what happens? Oh, that's such a loaded question right now. So, um, my current 
thing right now is that I am seeing someone, but we are not officially dating because uh, I don't want to fall into the trap of just like being together without really knowing each other that we were talking about earlier. Um, Okay, what's the difference between seeing someone and dating? Mm. Seeing is not exclusive. Ah. Dating is exclusive. And for me, that's my definition. I like that. So we're seeing each other, but we're not dating each other because I also have a very fun sex friend who until I know for sure that I want to commit to this individual who I'm getting to know, I'm not like the way my brain works is I'm not going to cut off my sex friend because that's silly because I like the way they make me feel and they like the way I make them feel. And why would I put that on pause and not feel good for potential for potential and if i and but what's lovely is that this sex friend knows about this person that in my life and they're like in my corner they're like if you want to date this person let's fucking go i want to see you happy i want to see you like committed if that's what you want and so they've been extremely supportive and it's a beautiful thing that's amazing oh man i couldn't ask and for also a sex like good for you for like setting the terms and being yeah like, well that's these adult conversations that i'm having recently and like can more more people should just have these conversations because i think that this is where like miscommunication happens with dating this oh i know like, feelings get hurt and shit and it's like there's nothing wrong with being like like i'm someone who tends to i i assume non-exclusivity until it's sad yeah explicitly so yeah it's good to know that like this is the terminology. So, like, seeing seeing someone is the least serious thing. I, Dating and, is the next, and that's just my terms too, right? And right. that's the terms that I've agreed on with the people that I'm interacting with. And right. somebody else might have different terms and different parameters for those terms. Um, Some people can't even talk to two people at the same time on Tinder. Like, like it's crazy. <laughs> You're like that's not me. <laughs> talk to two people at the same time. Yeah. Oh, honey, we juggling here. <laughs> We got it going on. We got six at a time. Just fucking. We juggling. We juggling here. We juggling no, multitasker. Um, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will say that like when my attention is on someone, it's on somebody. And like when in whether it be in the moment or whether it be in a committed thing, it's it's all about them. All of that. Yeah. Because it's important that people should feel appreciated and loved. And are so, you do you tend to be monogamous or no? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I love that answer, though, because that's that's okay to not know. I don't know, because I am having this really beautiful time seeing and sexing this other these people. And then on the same breath, like, monogamy sounds cool. But on the same breath, I've also been in a poly thing that I just don't know if the parameters are right for me. Like, I'm just down to clown, whatever that means right now. Do you get attached usually? Do you ever get feelings? And, like, get hurt? Uh, oh, 100%. Oh, ooh girl oh <laughs> the feelings are real oh the feelings are real um i there was okay so um to put it in perspective there was a guy that i used to work with he's he's, he's so funny and dry and just truly a gem of an individual but anyway um i was like free like this is when i was younger a couple years ago and uh, i was like getting all excited about this boy and like doing the most and he was like harley you know you're boiling right and i was like i'm sorry and he goes like boil from brooklyn 99 you're boiling oh boil and i was like I, at the time i had not watched Bro- brooklyn 99 so i had to go nice. and watch it and i was like you know what you're rude but you're not wrong <laughs> i love that <laughs> You're an asshole, but you're right. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. No, that's that. That was his thing. He was always an asshole, but he was right. 
Yeah. Jerk. So you, when you fall, you fall pretty hard. Uh, I tend to. Yeah. yeah. But maybe it takes a little little bit to get there. Mm-hmm. I am just... You have, fun with, you have fun with getting there. Mm-hmm. But once you're there, you're... Yes, you're very in. much. And you can have fun when you're there. Yeah. But it's just like, I... I know that I'm a lot. And if you want less, go get it. But, um, which is my new favorite, like, TikTok thing. Um, oh, I love that. I know I'm a lot. But I also know that I'm a lot... I can give a lot and I want to make sure that you're worth it before I do. Love that. That is, that gets, a, I, I need to ding the bell. For. I haven't been dinging the bell, but Aww. there's been so many ding moments already, but like. You ding that no, bell. That is, that's a lovely way to look at it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I know I'm a lot. But if you want less, go get less. That's great. Yeah. I don't know where I think it's been on like TikTok and Instagram recently. And I'm like, yes, because like I I've always like not talked down to myself, but it's always been like a a negative that I've that I'm so much. And it's not I'm not it's not a bad thing that I am this vivacious, wonderful, bubbly human being and I'm loud and I'm exciting and I am extra as fuck. But extra as fuck is fun extra as fuck brings you joy and if that's what brings you joy aces i also think that people who are are perceived as a lot they may not date or they may not have as many relationships as other people Mm. but when they do it's probably more secure yeah yeah because we've set standards so high we know ourselves so well Mm -hmm. and we won't settle for less well this is also for me as well i've like you know i've been picking apart my brain and even in this conversation and it's like is that being extra like what we talked about earlier about you know giving a lot of yourself and like revealing a lot about yourself and being open but then keeping those like really minute details and really intricate intimate things to yourself and so it's like that battle back and forth of like sharing yourself so that other people are appeased kind of thing yeah and so um with dating it's like here I am here's what's up I'm a lot and I'm extra and if you're not cool with that like there's the door if you can't hang there's the door and um and I think that like people who are tend to be like those louder personalities and all of those things it's a it's a coping mechanism it's a way to like shield yourself um and to be funny and and then to be like heckin sad behind the curtain like putting on a show for people whether that be like i work retail i slap on a face every day hey how the fuck are you my name is harley i'm the product specialist what can i do for you today that's a shit face to put on it's a mask and so when you take that mask off you don't have the energy or at least i don't i don't have the energy to mask who i really am anymore that day so if you're getting me you're getting the whole me so buckle up buttercup would you say that it's like with you what you see is what you get or i'd not? like to think so yeah i'd like to th- i mean it- <laughs> you're seeing a lot so you get this is this is my thing though how do we make those uh close relationships feel special if we're sharing everything with everyone it's because it's what you're not sharing with everybody that's what you share with them yeah and i also think too it's versions of yourself mm, so like yes. i always say that like roommates and boyfriends are the people who've seen me without makeup with sweats and mm-hmm. chill and like binge watching shows like i don't i'm not a chill person 
So if you what? if you see the chill side of me, that's a big deal. We're close. Yeah, exactly. And that's not the sh- the side that I usually show other people. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it, there's us overshares. We got we got other things below the surface. Yeah. You just we share a lot, but it's the things that we don't share with everybody. That's really what's up. So true. Yeah, man. How do you know what to share and what not to share? You don't. <laughs> You don't. That's the you just say the thing and then you go, I either regret well, it or I don't regret it. Because the thing is, is that depending on what you're saying, given the audience, given the time, given the everything, it's all about the experience of it, right? So, like, what oversharing is in this conversation, very different than what oversharing is with a conversation with my mom or a conversation with my boss, right? Yeah. Because we're going to talk about things. But I can also tell you, Sarah, that I got dick down last night <laughs> and that's not oversharing that's right because right, this is the context of what we're doing Correct. right it's all about context mm-hmm. and yeah and oversharing looks different in different situations but also for me i just talk a lot about my sex life get with it or get out like let's go yeah um yeah yeah that's it oh so. my gosh and you want to be a sex uh educator. educator holistic sex educator so what does this mean um so sex education is a huge issue for me personally i fucking hate it like the sex education that we have is not up to par and we've known this for a very 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 long time every like or if you don't read up let's go yeah so um for me what holistic sex education means is it's being able to teach sex education with a queer trans inclusive point of view disabled point of view it's being able to talk about how everybody has sex and not just able-bodied hetero folk Mm. um and it's super important because if you're not including everybody in the conversation you're not gonna reach all the kids that need this education um like so so many queer kids so many gay people so many lesbians whatever you identify as you can find it on the internet right so and nine times out of ten, terrible place to learn anything. Um, sure like when we're talking about sex education, a lot of people go to porn. And what does that look like? And it's super overplayed. And it's, oh, my God. And everything is like, everything is tight and where it should be and everything else. That is not what sex is. And nor is that what queer sex is. Nor is that what sex, straight sex is. Nor is that whatever. Like whatever sex you're having probably doesn't look like porn. And if it does, kudos. Um, I mean, what? Sarah's like I'm a porn star yes you are Sarah yes you are and like Sarah speak for your damn self I am an accountant Uh, (laughs) I am an accountant Accountant. (laughs) what did she say we were in sync I'm an accountant oh man do what accountants do I'm an accountant Uh, the porn stuff is gross <sighs> i have a big like super advocate for porn i think it's super great and there's certain sites that i would uh support more than others in terms of like being women-led or being queer-led uh super into erica that. lust uh belsa oh yes okay. l-l-e-s-e-a they have sex toys too which are awesome yeah there's some really great i've truly, sites out there i've truly quit it Tru- R- really truly good on you but it's I because think. it's because there's a lot there's a lot of deep rooted shit with, with oh. porn with me. Mm. I I get I'm so deeply searching for connection and wanting that partnership. Yeah, this is the saddest thing ever. I said it in the podcast Let's a couple go. times, but it's essentially like if I'm 
horny or when I was horny back yep. in the day because I haven't been <laughs> in a long then. time. Yeah. Um, uh, porn, watching porn, um, I would instantly cry after coming. That is terrible. I'm yeah. so sorry, Sarah. Yeah. That's, that's no fun for and you. And it wasn't, and people are like, oh, like, was it just so good that you like burst no. into tears? And I go, no, 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 no. This wasn't a plot. Because I have heard that too, that like women can get emotional uh, because of the oxytocin. Yeah, it's the release. release of all the chemicals and your brain just goes, blah. But for me, it was, um, I found that when I would masturbate, like fantasizing about someone I really liked, mm-hmm. I was fine. Mm-hmm. Because I was living in a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. But when I was watching people in a porn, mm-hmm. I was jealous of them. Interesting. I, I think that's where it's coming from. I'm sure it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. But it also goes, also can probably go into like cutting myself off from pleasure. I never really let myself have full orgasms. I would cut myself off a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let myself bask. So I would come and then instantly get up and start start doing the dishes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just enjoy it. If, it's really fucked oh my up. God. It's really fucked up. I'm glad I'm telling it to you because yeah. you should look into this. I will. <laughs> because like. Fix me. I, well, I, I make no promises. There's, it's, there's only certain women I make Serena that promise too, to. And it's, it's probably a combination of mental things mm-hmm. and probably a mix of, I, I would say mental and hormones. Mm-hmm. But I'm testing it now where I'm just going, I'm just going to try not to watch it. And. I'm also going off the pill. I'm just going to see what happens with my body. Yeah. That's a lot at once. That's a lot at once for your bod. So just like be cognizant of that and be aware of that. And just like make sure you do some check-ins with yourself for sure. Um, uh, No, my question for you, my question for you is, um, have you ever listened to porn before rather than watched? No. Oh, Sarah? Have you? <laughs> yeah, it's just a big difference. Just audio only porn. Yeah. Does that exist, or do you just turn off the video? Audio over like actually seeing porn. Really? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And so, I'm gonna, Sarah. I'm actually gonna ask you this question. Me, Sarah. Yeah, you, Sarah. Okay. Hi, Sarah. Um. So, and I don't know how you identify either. So please let me know. Uh, straight. Her. She. Cool. <laughs> My quest, my question for you is: Do you identify as plus size or like fat or like oh. anything other than straight size? Like, where are you at with that? I have no idea. Okay, I don't cool. Identify as plus size or anything like that. Okay, cool. Just because I know, like, you're beautiful and voluptuous, and I was just like noticing. Um, but the reason I ask is because there's actually been studies that show that women who are outside of the social norm of what is presented in porn actually prefer listening to oh, really? porn because it takes away that visual uh element element of comparing yourself correct oh my god interesting and then also i what i like is that i get to imagine whatever i want to have happen is that that's what's happening right right rather than being like oh now he's bending her over oh now she's on top oh that's like yeah right like boring i don't think that's it for me fair fair man fair <laughs> I just wanted to ask the question. I totally can see that for sure. Right? It's fascinating. Yeah, because if you don't look like what's getting fucked on screen, why would you want to watch it? Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, porn is just a wild rabbit hole. Oh, true. And then oh, the things true. that we like, to, yeah, we're all just, we're all kind of kind of nuts with what, what we like. And, to, and no judgment. No, Whatever none. makes you happy. For me personally, just get it's, your it's just given me more harm than good. And that's, and that's a you decision, just like we said. Like, we, you know, that's, 
at the end of the day you got to make yourself happy you know so live it love it and if that means no porn for you that means no porn for you and that's a really small sacrifice to make for a happy sarah at the end of the day We'll see. I mean, I'm hoping that I can get back to a place of like feeling in my body again. I think that's what it is. I think I'm actually mm. totally disconnected from my body just because I'm not giving myself self-care. Yeah. Well, that's so. a huge thing, man. You got to be connected with your bod. You got to know what's going on. Yeah. If you're not, that's you're just walking around like a brain in a jar. That's not good. It's literally what it feels like. That's not good. Gotta literally get to the float what center. it feels like. Go to the float center. I'm going to come to the floor center. I'm so excited. So romancing yourself. Ooh, yes. This idea. We love this one. Which I love. This is a, a very interesting concept and a great idea. Yeah. So tell me about this. So um, I don't even know when I started this nonsense, but um, I love the idea of self-love. I had a hard time with the concept of it in terms of just being able to flip on a switch um, and being able to like look in the mirror and be like you're beautiful and worthy of love to me that wasn't that's not quote unquote uh, that wasn't working for me so I will say that um, and what I found helped was doing things for myself that I would thank myself later for as if yeah. I were somebody else yeah like running myself a bath as if I would run one for a partner and if I had a stressful day because I deserve it, like not having to think about what somebody else is going to do for me. What the fuck am I going to do for me? Like if I'm going to prioritize, you know, if I really want to go do something, I'm not going to wait around to go do it. I'm just going to do it for myself and say, oh, and my favorite is like uh, comparison to this is like stoned Harley versus sober Harley. So sober Harley will get stoned Harley snacks and then sober Harley will go thanks sober stone harley like <laughs> stone harley will thank sober harley or past harley and you're, doing, you're you're literally you're literally dating yourself you're treating yourself like a partner yeah exactly and as soon as you do that the bar goes up bitch like yeah because then you realize what you have to give yourself and what you have to give to another person and you're like oh shit the game just changed because if you like, oh man, there was a, there's a comedian that I love and you might know him. Daniel Sloss, this Welsh fella. Don't. Oh, bitch. Daniel love- Sloss? Sloss. 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 And he's got two episodes, two uh, specials on Netflix and one on Crave. Ooh. He's incredible. Um, And so one of, one of the parts of his, you know, uh, bit is like, if you only love yourself 30% and then somebody comes along and loves you at 40%, you're like, wow, that's so much. And it's literally not even half. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. So like, remember that. Oh, that's fascinating. If you don't love yourself hundred percent, then what the fuck? Yeah. Right. Um, And he's also the guy that like, um, like he also makes sex ed hilarious. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And and the the percentage thing is fascinating too, because yeah, if you actually love yourself a hundred percent or if you're close to that, if you're at 95, whatever, then you do have a partner that brings in more percentage. Then you're extra happy. Right. It's a bonus. You, yes, the person has got to prove it. You got to go the extra mile. Yeah. They're in competition with you. That's, that's right. Because nobody, nobody should be loving yourself more than yourself. I also love what you said about like the self talk not working for you because I agree. It's just not my thing. I, I think actions silly. are so much better. And yeah. I also think allowing yourself to be independent mm-hmm. and not 
going, I really want to see that movie in theaters, but I hate going to movies alone, so yes. I'm not going to see that movie. Go to the movies alone. I used to never Do go it. to the movies alone. Go out to eat alone. I really want to try that restaurant. You ask around, no friends are available for you to go with. Go, go by yourself. Go by yourself because I guarantee you you're going to have such a good time. And you know what? People watch. And if that's not your thing, bring a fucking book. Like have a good time by yourself because why the fuck are you waiting for somebody else to? Yes. And traveling. Like, I mean, that's oh. I, a huge thing for me. Like, I think in the next year or two is, is like, I really want to take a solo trip somewhere. Mm, it's very empowering. I just see that being kind of a journey for me of being like, I'm going to leave like all of this busyness behind and like go somewhere alone. And mind you, I am a people person and I would love to travel with friends or something, Mm -hmm. but I'm also just like, I got to live my life. And if there's no one around to go with me, I'm going to go alone. My favorite is like book a trip. And then if somebody wants to come along, they can join you for a leg of it. Or two legs of it or whatever. But, but they're like, not a requirement. But they're not a requirement. They, they're a bonus. They're a bonus. It's gravy. It's gravy. It's gravy. It's gravy on the You're meat. You're my gravy, baby. It's the gravy on the meat and the mashed potatoes. Because baby. you're the meat and the mashed potatoes, bitch. I'm the meat and the mashed you're potatoes. You're the meat and the mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm, uh, I am the drink. Oh, yeah, that's the joke I'm working on. <laughs> no one laughed and i literally went get it breastfeeding like (laughs) just like fucking christ oh dear (laughs) breastfeeding (laughs) i am the juice i am the drink but you're so right and i love this so much yeah man and you're also a people person i am so this is kind of breaking a myth about extroverts and people pe- like would you say you're an extrovert oh 100 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can sense that a mile away oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> i walk down the street and people are like oh she's an extrovert okay <laughs> yeah oh i i know introverted ones though oh me too yeah, yeah. Again, the duality. But I love Gemini's. Um, but I love that because because that's kind of busting a myth about extroverts and people people where oh my gosh, it's like, yes. no, like we can also enjoy alone time with ourselves. I know? literally. So this this. Oh, my God. This last week has been fucked. Um, last weekend, I drove up and down to New Brunswick twice. I've worked my ass off all week. I. It's just been a wild week. So, um, and I've been seeing a lot of people and I just am a little overwhelmed right now. So I was actually reached out. I was just on a phone call with a friend before I came in and I was like, listen, I really want to see you, but we're seeing each other tomorrow. And this evening I'm just going to have a night with me and the dogs because I just need me time, you time, me time. And the other thing that I've really learned about myself as well is like, uh, learning about my life. learning what my love language is and then being able to give that to myself. So like for me, my love languages are quality time and physical touch. So I snuggle with my dogs and watch a movie by myself. I just met my own requirements. God, Meet your own requirements. I love that. This, I love how the, it's very serendipitous, like these recordings, because they're all kind of tying together. Cause I, I did an episode with my friend Lauren, who's also mm. a demisexual. Love that. And, um, when we had this crazy breakthrough with both of us being like our love language is consistency which is this new concept of like you gotta be consistent in our life for us to like feel connected yeah so in other words like the the friends that send you the text every day Mm -hmm. even if it's just a little interaction um that's like our love language like we like consistently it doesn't have to be a lot but it's that little check-in 
Mm-hmm. And like those people that check in on you. And like love languages, like I know people think they're bullshit, but I I think there's a lot of value in knowing too. what your love language is. And also knowing what like if you have a partner, what what theirs is. Oh, a hundred percent. If you can't meet your own requirements and you don't know what their requirements are, how are you supposed to make a partner happy? 100%. And like, I'm not saying that love languages are the end all be all. I'm just saying it's a great conversation starter to be able to open up that conversation with yourself and a partner and be like, oh, physical touch is my love language. I mean, that makes sense. I really like cuddles. Like shit like that, right? Like, and even if it's like, that doesn't make sense. Well, why doesn't that make sense? Like continuing on that conversation, probing questions. Those are important. They're so important. Given your, I love the idea of just, fulfilling your own love language yeah so meet your own but although with mine i don't know what that is because i guess consistency it's like yeah i'm in my i'm here this is me <laughs> but for you that could mean do i message myself on messenger and go good night sarah but <laughs> good that's morning not, sarah that's what that means for you is like every day 15 minutes by yourself that's what it is i think that's what it is every day 15 minutes by yourself that's the start of that hour for you every day 15 minutes by yourself for like a week are you workaholic I work two jobs and work 13 days. Well, stretches. this is why I asked because because, you know, scheduling other guests yes. has been somewhat easy. But when I asked you, you were like, well, OK, so yeah. <laughs> you, you were like, no. you were like, well, uh, <laughs> I have a very busy life and these are the times that I can do. And I was just like, oh, she's a workaholic. Yeah, I so I worked at the NS, I've worked at the NSLC for like five years, which is a wild thing to say. Um, and I'm full time there, which is super f- fine. Um, yeah. And I work at the float center part-time when I'm like on my weekends off, which is like so, such rewarding work. Um, so I love it and I'm fairly energized after those shifts, which is nice. It's just like it, I'm finding like zero time for myself. Uh, and also the fact that I have animals and I need to be able to make time for them too, because I love them so much. So this is a classic case of someone not always taking her own advice a little bit <laughs> but i know when to prioritize myself like this like i was saying yeah. this conversation with my friend i was like i need a night to myself i love you but i'm gonna see you tomorrow so i'm but i'm gonna shut off my phone tonight i'm gonna watch when harry met sally and oh i love when harry met sally yes bitch it's my film that and bridget jones um the first time I watched Bridget Jones, I've dyed my hair blonde because some boy was being dumb straight up like this. You can't make this shit up, guys. Um, uh, but I'm going to go home and watch When Harry Met Sally and snuggle with my dogs and maybe have a bath and just like take care of myself for the night because I recognize that I haven't been doing those things and I'm making the time and making it a priority for myself to do them. I think your challenge. This is I'm going to give this to you. Bring it. Which is like. I think both for both of us, actually, yeah. this is for both Harley and Sarah. Workaholics unite. Um, getting to the point where we're not pushed to the ledge to do those things. Yeah. Yep. And making it more of a routine mm-hmm. in our like weekly lives. Yes. Weekly or even daily, daily mm-hmm. lives. Um, because I'm the same way. I get pushed to the breaking point where I snap or I piss off a friend or I <laughs> like I, I, I just get too overworked that I break. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go, now it's time for a night in. Whereas, like, I should just schedule that ahead of time. Yeah. Or I should, like, make the, you know, the daily effort to take the 10 minutes every day, which at the end of the week adds up to, like, an hour yeah. of, of time to myself yeah. versus, like, two weeks of being overworked and then one night, you know? Like, yeah, that's and that's what I'm dealing with right now, too, is, like, this work-life balance that I'm shitting the bed at. It's a fucking struggle. Um, 
It is a fucking struggle. You're like, only 26, too. That hurts my heart that you're already working too much. I mean, you gotta, mm. you gotta put a pin in that, that now. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Like, I also was very much raised in a household of like work, 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 work. My dad is a financial advisor. He owns his own business and he worked all of the time and was around for the important shit, but he was working. My mom working. Uh, My dad, uh, his dad passed when he was like 16. He worked three separate jobs and graduated high school. Like the man doesn't stop. He doesn't know how to. And I don't think I do either. (laughs) Um, Um, Man. Interesting. Yeah. Do you, are you struggling with any mental health? things <laughs> which ones am i, I not I, I feel like with? i feel like I, that's a, such a dumb question because i'm like you wouldn't be on the show if you weren't <laughs> it's true true uh i have uh you know I'm not wrong. Like, i mean i just have the run-of-the-mill anxiety and depression like it's not anything wild um i actually isn't um, that sad that we're a generation that says that yeah but i mean it was <laughs> we're um, like we're like i just have the standard suicidal tendencies and yeah overwhelming but it's chill like but it's chill I actually um, have been on anti-anxieties for about a year now, and it's changed my fucking life. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I, so I also was diagnosed with ADD uh, when I was in grade 12. What's that? Um, attention deficit disorder, but instead of hyperactive. ADD. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so that's that kind of thing. But like, I tried to take meds for it, and I couldn't eat, and I couldn't sleep, and that turned me to weed. So <laughs> um, right. like, I remember very vividly. Um, so I went to Mount Allison in Sackville, New Brunswick, and I'm sure that people like absolutely heard me bawling my eyes out in this library cubicle to my mother on the phone, trying to explain to her that I was scaring the fuck out of myself because I couldn't eat and I couldn't sleep. Those are my favorite two activities, Sarah. (laughs) What am I doing? You must have some Taurus in your birth chart. Uh, yes. In my Venus, actually. There you go. So, um... I was really scaring myself. And so I just stopped with the meds and I started smoking weed because that allowed me to do both really well and uh, did that instead. And uh, I've been way like more focused. I mean, I'm stoned all the time, but it's great. Um, Fascinating. And but then I started taking anxiety meds and that's been extremely helpful for my anxiety as well. Like the way my brain processes information is different. It's so crazy to me. Whoa. Yeah. So like my best friend, his name is Charlie. He's amazing. Um, there was one night we were talking about um, like the health and wellness of somebody that we know. And so I was like, typically my reaction would be to worry and to be like, what can I do to fix this? What can I do to help? What can I like taking it all onto myself? And then I was like, you know what? Hands off. Because it's not my circus, not my monkeys. And it's not even about that. It's about the end of the day. If they want to be here and they want to be around, barring suicidal tendencies and all that crap, like that's not what this is about. Like just general health and wellness. Like if they want to put in the effort to their physical health, they will do it. Like, and it's not my responsibility to try and convince this person. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Right? Like, and so that that burden was taken off of me. And Mm. And then Charlie looked at me. He's like, and that's how you know your anxiety meds are working. Because you've not taken that on as a personal issue. You're not taking it on that as a personal problem. It's not your personal burden to carry. That's fascinating. Right? Because as a people pleaser, that's what we do. We take it all on. My God. And I remember feeling so heavy and so weighted all of the time because I wanted to help and I wanted to do things and I wanted to be everything that everybody needed. And it was gross. It was gross because I was not what I needed. Ring ah, that bell! Ring ah, that bell! Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. 
<laughs> oh my god right isn't that a wild concept it is the people pleasing i just gotta say it's toxic so bad and, and there's so many people i know that do it there's so many codependent people i know that don't know that they're codependent and the two kind of go hand in hand to be yeah. honest yeah uh, codependency is one of the biggest things i've realized about myself that i struggle with and it really v- very much so lies on you know i put all my value in what do the people think of me mm-hmm. and it's the biggest i mean other than relaxing biggest mm-hmm. challenge of my life is this trying to let go of, yeah. of, of people's perception what people think of me and and also the huge huge breakthrough mm-hmm. is um if we do a lot for other people we should be asking ourselves am i doing this for this person or am i doing it for the recognition mm. yeah because as people pleasers we want to be liked yeah what's Fair a great enough. way to have someone like us is by doing cool things and by being recognized doing for them. Doing things for them, helping them, yeah. holding space when they emotionally dump on you. Yeah. Emotional dumping is a huge thing oh, that buddy. too many people put up with. That is, uh, like not. I think people who do the emotional dumping might not know that they are. No, I don't think that they do often. Um, and I think even just the small question of like before you talk about something, um, or even, especially like I find if it's friends of friends like if you are having an issue with a friend and you need to talk about it with somebody that's going to understand so you have to turn to another friend and be like this is an issue that i'm having i'm really stuck i need your help yes uh or and this is how i'm feeling about this situation with this person that little check-in of like i need to talk about this are you free to talk can about this? do you have the space to talk about it such an important thing yeah to like just do before you instantly go into a a dump it's it's all about consent baby it's all oh, about consent gosh, it's so true because like we we automatically take that as sexual consent but like you know it's not always sexual consent emotional it's, space it's is emotional space is consent everything is everything is should be about consent it's um did what's the most people pleasy thing you've ever done if you can think mm. of one <laughs> i'm off the deep end watch as i dive in I'll never meet the ground Crashed on the surface Where they can't hurt us Far from the shallow now Yeah, it's just fun. I love it! I don't get to sing into mics very often anymore. I miss karaoke, okay? Oh, uh, give me something. What were you just saying? Uh, in the shallow. But, um... In the shallow. Uh, Oh yeah, no. I like, I was classically trained in voice for a couple of years. Shut the fuck up! I won't. What? Uh, um, give me, give me just a, uh, give me something. Oh god. Uh, oh, I'll just do karaoke. I'll just do yeah, karaoke. And yeah, yeah. last, my love has come along. Ah! My lonely days are over, and life is like a song. We got goosebumps, bitches. Oh my gosh. We got goosebumps, bitches. Queen. That's me. Hello. I'd love to do karaoke with you sometime. Anytime. You, you, me, Oasis? you in Geneva? Oh, it's going to be. Can we do a Thursday night Oasis? Yes. That was I've my, never been. That was my watering hole for years. So I used to work downtown Halifax and I would straight up roll up from work and be like, what up, bitches? Get up there, sing some at last. My friends were like, where's Harley? <laughs> 
where is she? Where is this bitch? When can she start the party? Let's go. I would yeah. love to because I think now that I've done stand-up, I oh, think I'd be yeah. more confident in karaoke now. I Okay, controversial opinion. I think I would be great at stand-up. But you should try it. I'm so scared. So nervous. Well, let me let me let me teach you the ropes and Okay. I think I have some really funny dating stories. Some really funny you dating stories. You should seriously I I I I know that I joked I said don't get into comedy. Um but truly if if you if you have that calling to try it, you should try it. Okay. Maybe once. Maybe you can talk me into it. We'll talk. There's yeah. Anytime that you feel the urge to like write a sad or like go up, like just message me and we'll Ooh. we'll talk comedy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. for sure. Because like you'd have a great. I can already tell you'd be have a great presence on stage probably. Me. So. Yes. <laughs> Do you? But did you think of a people pleasing thing? I did. Okay. Um. One of the biggest things that I do is like straight up. My boss at work was like you need to stop saying you're sorry every time you come in the office. <laughs> you say sorry as soon as you come in? Yeah, because I always thought I was interrupting. So I'd like knock, which is not necessary. Like the offices are supposed to be just like in and out. How the fuck are you? Leave. <laughs> like I would like knock as if it was a fucking business meeting. Like, hello, sir. And then be like, oh, I'm so sorry for interrupting. I just and he, like he would just get so pissed. He was just like, you're not interrupting. It's literally your fucking job to come in here. What do you want? Like, oh my gosh. And I was like, yes, thank you. This is what I need. Uh, the oh. apology thing. That's Huge. also toxic. Huge. So um, a new, I, I have a, a friend uh, and she's been talking to me about how women apologize way too much. So um, it's changing the narrative to be grateful. So instead thank of, you. yeah, saying thank you. So instead of, oh, sorry, I'm late. Thank you for your patience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. We stand patience in this house. Um, I love that. Yeah. But what if it was like, um, like you hit someone with a car? How would you? Um, (laughs) You'd say thank you. uh, Thanks for being in my way. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for the 10 points. Uh, No. no, It wouldn't apply to everything, but like, yeah, the, the things that we over apologize about are pretty ridiculous Mm -hmm. so really it's the the intent is to try to change that and i think maybe you experience this as well like i know as a woman who considers herself extra or like who is loud and boisterous and all these very many things i sometimes catch myself apologizing for being too much being too much yeah and i'm like i hate that why am i apologizing it's it's because i think it's because being loud being out there being outspoken is considered more masculine correct and so if we are if we consider ourselves feminine ladies we don't our personalities conflict with that and so i have we apologize an unpopular opinion oh you got it see i knew we would get there what is it don't hate me for this but it's time for Unpopular Opinion. Women do masculinity better than men do. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. Uh, that's so funny. That's that, so funny. So that's fascinating that you say that because women um, do masculinity better than men do. Comedy, mm-hmm. and I've learned this from listening to podcasts with female comedians. Yeah, a female comedian is masculine. Mm-hmm. A male comedian is feminine. Because if you think about male comedians, 
they are being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They're talking about their life. They're mm-hmm. expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. That's typically a feminine thing. True. With women, we are standing on a stage going, listen to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is masculine. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more, though, to be honest. And I'm specifically thinking about um, butch women in general. It's certainly not as love. annoying when, we, when women do it. Well, the thing is, here's here's the reason that I think this, okay? And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Love and this. mask folk, correct me if I'm wrong. So masculinity is is earned by men over the years. Like, as they grow up, they get their man card and, like, all these gross ideologies that are perpetuated by the patriarchy. Blah, 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 blah. Big five-letter words. Um yeah or five dollar words there we go i I promise i'm up here and make sense um but women whether it be butch women whether it be femme women who take on masculine roles sometimes whether it be whatever sense it is women have to learn masculinity when they're older because it's not given to them as children so women learn it where men earn it maybe maybe and yeah, this no, is a very underdeveloped thought so that make, that don't would, hold me to everything no but that would make sense because and we have to knock down more doors to get to that yeah. space yeah for Pro- sure and that's probably the big reason why those who break through those doors are doing it so well mm-hmm. absolutely fucking breakthroughs man uh, every day that's every a great day. that's such a great point because yeah, because you look at the women like i like i hate bring it back to comedy no, but no. like when i think of successful female comedians there's still show posters that I see where they're the only woman. Mm-hmm. And it's because like they've fought so fucking hard to get to that level of success. And they're still one of the only ones on it. But and they're also, killers. And I also think about when I think of women in comedy, I have Chelsea Handler. Yeah. I have Eliza Schelzinger. Love her. I love her too. Um, uh, that's unpopular. Not a lot of people like her. Yeah. That's an unpopular opinion too. And I was but I'm about to say there's another there's somebody else that i was thinking of but the important part is uh eliza um she makes fun of women during her set mm-hmm. she makes With, fun of the stupid shit we do yeah yeah and not to say that it's not funny <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. it is i think it's and we're little sheep and we're like in our high heels and we're yeah and the the like, bachelorette parties and the yeah like yeah. absolutely it's so yeah. funny yeah and it's not that she's wrong but it's still the fact that she has to rely on making fun of other women in her set to be funny. Yeah. Fucked, man. Fucked. Yeah, you make a good point. And I'm not saying that women aren't funny. And I'm not saying that what we do isn't stupid sometimes, because mm-hmm. it is. But mm-hmm. um, it's intriguing to me. I would I would like to, uh, th- again, this is baby brain thoughts. So baby brain baby thoughts. Brain I thoughts. love this, though. They raw. Um, I love they this. They freshly squeezed. Um Freshly squeeze thoughts with Harley. Oh, God. <laughs> it just sounds like... <laughs> like milking a cow? Kind of, but I feel like it's from my brain. Like, it's not good. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I still think it's too bad that a lot of her career is built on jokes about women. It's very, very true. But it's... I, now I don't want to ruin this other thing for you for Daniel Schloss, but I will later after the podcast, so I don't ruin it for everybody. And with her, too, she's presenting these things in a way that is so masculine. She's very yelly. Mm-hmm. She's very physical on stage. Which is so funny because she's a fairly tiny lady. She's a tiny she lady. She takes up a lot of fucking room. Like, she makes it known. 
Oh yeah, she'll move around that stage. Oh, I love it. She'll like I love it too. I actually really um I uh, Lynn Woods, who I record with last night, mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of her in terms of the energy and how it's she demands the energy. You, you can't help but not watch her mm-hmm. because she demands that you watch her. Yeah, and I fucking love that and that's kind of what i gravitate more towards yeah and i mean I, I love all different kinds of comedy and i i think that there's a lot of power in the low energy understated style mm-hmm. uh but that's not me <laughs> no that's not how i'm gonna be not at all not at all and nor should you be because that's not you um and i think that's that that's really though. beautiful though because like that i uh, i just think about that that like um hannah gatsby yeah like she's that very hilarious but dry i've never seen that i've never seen anything yeah i've never seen it it's polarizing though isn't it some people love it and some people fucking hate it she talks about her experience as someone who's autistic in comedy oh and yeah it's it and she has a art history degree that she dives into a little bit as well talks about and go i think you'd really enjoy i have a couple of comedians that you need to check out apparently send me send me some stuff yeah as well as all these reiki massage and yeah you you need to send me a bunch of shit yeah (laughs) we're gonna get you spiritually aligned and laughing uh yeah i think i just adore you Stop you. Is there anything that we didn't cover in this I, wonderful convo that you I feel finish? covered? I mean, overweight and dating. I guess like that's the only one that we didn't quite I mean, kind of dived into that idea, but you seem to be in a good place with it though. So oh, is there yeah. anything to even dive into there? I had a really hard time with it when I was younger. Like a hundred percent. And like because I didn't feel attractive and I didn't feel attainable, but this like my head blew up recently. Like it's just been I I feel good. I feel great. I look good. I look great. Like I am attracting the things that I want and uh, I d- is fulfilled. <laughs> I'm fulfilled. And I mean like listen, like we've had like Alicia and I'm meeting my own needs. There you go. And I think that this is just goes to show your body is literally just your case in. And yeah. what truly matters is how you're feeling. Your mental health is like the most important thing. Yes. And like once you're happy with that, you are going to ooze confidence and you do. Thank you. You truly do. Thank you. And and I love that you admit that you're confident and you don't say it's fake. So many people will, will instantly go to, oh, I'm fooling you. Yeah, fake it till you make it. And don't get me wrong, that's a great way to start. I, I and think then you gotta I think actually. There, I think there's some issues with it. And absolutely there is because I don't it's think all it's showmanship. Totally perfect, um, I, think, I think there's something to. If you're channeling nerves, like say you're mm-hmm. really nervous to go on stage and you mm-hmm. channel those nerves and mm-hmm. you. And, that's great but like you you also have to truly believe that you're good at what you're doing exactly and and i think that's why so many people think it's a great place to begin but then i think a lot of us get stuck in that trap of showmanship and pretending and it's not healthy so cut that shit out and believe in yourself and know that you can do it because you you can do you ever feel like you're playing a character of yourself every day what's the true you is the true like because because I, I was asked this last night yeah after my set by yeah. by the person who asked me to do the guest spot which was essentially just like so like how do you feel on stage are you an extension of yourself or are you playing a character and it's hard for me to answer that because I don't Ooh, know an extension I, of yourself I don't know if it's me exaggerated in my mind I do kind of feel like it's a character because I no longer relate to the material correct yeah so I'm actually putting on the mask of past Sarah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sarah who had a five sum at a sex party love that for you current me i'm nowhere near that first of all i don't know if sex parties are back yet or not covid 
Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Have no. you ever been to like an organized sex party? Not an organized wild. one. What? <laughs> what? Sometimes you and your friends just have a couple too many drinks and are then end up are... having sex together. It happens. Oh, okay. So not... I was going to say, like, are you in that nightshade ORG scene? Super into facts? kink. Super here for that. Um, kink is super fun. Group sex, I think, could be fun. Uh, I'm a try anything twice kind of lady because the first time you can get it wrong. Oh, yeah. You got to try it more than once. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my that's the answer to my question. Of course you are. You're... <laughs> Oh man, I mean I'm just open. I want to experience all the things that the world has for me to experience or else why was I put here? And like I'm just down to clown and like why the fuck not? Yeah. We're all gonna die. Yeah, we're all gonna die. What are we doing? What are we waiting for? Right. Exactly. That's that should be the that should be the title of this podcast. <laughs> we're all gonna die. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? <laughs> get happy. Get happy. Because no get, one else is doing it for you. Get happy. I love you to death. Let the listeners know. Well, I mean, plug whatever you want to plug, whether that's Flotation Center, your socials. I want you to take over and um, tell everybody how they can keep in touch with you. If totally, it, totally. If they can. I mean, why not? I need friends. Um, so, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Harley Pie uh, and hit me up because I need friends. Uh, you can also find me at the Float Center, not in a creepy way, please, um, on weekends. Uh, call them. Make them their day because they deserve it and uh go if it get a float go get a sauna go get a massage go get what you need because we got it and uh they're super fun and all the staff there are going to be super excited to see you um and uh yeah hit me up uh if you have any ideas for things you want to talk about in terms of sex or not about sex and Let's maybe chat. and maybe you'll be back when when you'll be back okay cool done yeah <laughs> check <laughs> you're on such an awesome journey and like you're an inspiration so thank you oh, like so nice. thank you so much for for doing this, this thank was you for having such me excellent this was so fun this such was a great, such a great therapy session and guys oh, good thanks for listening to the podcast be sure to follow intoxicated on you know social media leave a review if you really love us um and harley you get to do the honor <gasps> Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan, co-produced by Sarah Nicole, and brought to you by the messiness of life.